This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 142. Happy New Year! Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, his dad can finish a crossword puzzle like a champion, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, if, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're, they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. What is up, everybody? What's up and welcome to 2015. It's the first episode of the year and I couldn't be more excited because we have a great episode today. And you know what? To start off, I just want to get right into the content because we have a great interview today with Joseph Michael from josephmichael.net and also learnscrivenerfast.com. And if you don't know what Scrivener is, it's one of the most amazing tools out there that primarily people use to write books. And I've used Scrivener to help write my book, Let Go, and I'm using it currently to manage and organize and write my next upcoming book. Again, that's been a, that's a huge goal of mine for this year is to complete a book and, uh, you know, eventually get it to the New York Times bestseller list, but more on that later. But in this episode, I want to talk about how he's taken his experience with this tool and turn it into a business that is doing really, really well for him simply by just paying attention. And I think that's a lot of what People struggle with because we kind of go through life and there might be business opportunities just going right by us. But you know what? Joseph paid attention. He made things happen and amazing things has happened as a result of that. And we have a lot of great content here talking about his whole process and some of the mistakes he's made and a lot of, uh, I mean, we're going to start off the year right. So let's just dive right into this episode. Again, this is Joseph Michael from LearnScrivenerFast.com. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Joseph Michael from Learn Scrivener Fast and also josephmichael.net to the show. Joseph, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. I am super stoked to be here. 
Now, right before this call, actually, you had told me something interesting about your name, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Can you talk about that really quick? Yeah. So, okay. So I have a confession to make before we ever get started. And (laughs) Joseph Michael is not actually my real name. And so this is kind of like why I wanted to bring this up, because I think a lot of people might be able to relate with this. And we'll kind of talk about my story and all that as we get going. But uh, a couple of years ago, before I started this whole online thing and this whole online business, I had a day job and I was actually afraid that they were going to, you know, not like what I was doing on the side or they were going to find out and they were going to like, you know, ask me like, hey, we don't want you to be doing anything on the side. And mm-hmm. but it was like this passion I had. Um, so I went by the name Joseph Michael. Now, Joseph's my first name. Michael's my middle name. But my full name is actually Joseph Michael Nicoletti. It's a good Irish name, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pat Flynn. I'm Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn. Awesome. The only thing I need is an O for middle name. I'd be Pat O'Flynn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I don't say that to be like, you know, like, oh, I'm like some celebrity and like, oh, it, like it makes a difference. But I think that it might be able to relate with some people. Like there was a few reasons why I did that in the beginning, because I remember that that fear of being found out and being shut down, number one. And obviously I wasn't making a dime then. And so it was like, I couldn't be fired over it. Um, but number two, like I didn't want my real name to maybe be attached to it failing. Cause like I had tried a lot of things before and I don't know, it was just like this out of the fear, you know, we all struggle with that fear of failure. And so I was like, well, if I don't even use my full real name, then nobody will even ever see that you know, I tried something and it failed. Um, but I've come a long way now and it's like, now I'm, I'm, you know, proud of what I accomplished and I'm kind of making that switch over to like, I just want to use, you know, use my full name and be completely transparent. So from now on, like online, my name will kind of be, uh, Joseph Michael Nicoletti, my full name. So just wanted to officially announce that, (laughs) announce that to you and to your readers first. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. And now you know, you're proud of what you've done and you've done a lot. So tell us exactly what it is that you do and then rewind for uh, rewind for us a little bit and t- tell us how you got there. Sure. So I've created an online course. Uh, it's called Learn Scrivener Fast, like you mentioned. And basically, I teach people how to accelerate their writing career in less than a week by using Scrivener, the software Scrivener, effectively. And it came out of a funny story, really. I was started an, an efficiency blog in the very beginning called Efficient Life Skills. Um, and it was just mainly kind of like I wanted to get in the game. And it's funny because it's, it's an honor to be talking to you, Pat, specifically because I've done a lot of interviews now. And I always bring this up. I always mention, like, I got my start through you. I was out of frustration of a day job that I was looking for just something to make extra money, to make ends meet. Like my family and I were just trying to do like the Dave Ramsey plan, you know, we were kind of get out of debt and save up for a house. You know, we were trying for another child. And I was like, I just need an extra 300 bucks a month. Like that to me at the time would have been life changing for me. So I was trying to get a pizza delivery job. You know, like a lot of Dave Ramsey listeners will hear like, you know, pizza delivery on the side that can change everything. So, but I kept getting turned down by pizza delivery places, you know, because I didn't have like pizza delivery experience or like, <laughs> it was crazy. I remember being so frustrated after driving home from like my third or fourth, you know, kind of pizza delivery interview, I guess you could call it. And I couldn't nail the job. And I was like, what is going on? I was driving home, fighting the traffic, you know, and it was like one of those scenes out of a movie where you, you see the guy just like, you know, praying to God on his way home. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm trying here. And it was it was literally one of those light bulb moments to where I like felt like, you know, why don't you Google how to make money online? And I, literally my first thought was like, no way. Like, that's shady stuff. 
it's scammy. I was used to like the 1990s stuff. You know, I was like, nobody's doing anything legit online. But I, I loved tech. I loved computers. I had a background in it, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, all right. Ended up searching something about how to make money online, passive income, those kind of things. And sure enough, your site came up. I ended up seeing, you know, one of your income reports. And I was like, wait a minute. This guy must be doing something totally scammy. What's going on here? I was looking all <laughs> over for your site for like a product. You're like, what are you selling? I was like, you're just helping people. This is crazy. And I was sold from that day. Like I devoured your site. Listen, you know, listen to every podcast you've ever put out there. Like just became addicted to information on online business and everything I could find. And so I had no idea what I was doing still. And I just wanted to create some kind of website to just start learning. So efficient life skills was what I started with. And it was just because I knew a lot of productivity stuff growing up. I was the guy who was always listening to, you know, Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins. Um, I was mm-hmm. like the weird teenager. You know, those were the things <laughs> I was listening to while I was cutting the grass, <laughs> things like that. Um, so I thought, well, I'll start a blog about that. It'll be, you know, it's what I know. Um, so I was learning about SEO and learning about all those things. And I remember like ebooks were like the thing. Everybody was like making an ebook. So I was like, let's, let's do this ebook thing. I'll make an ebook. This is funny because I spent months on this ebook, like didn't even know if my readers wanted it, which is kind of a big lesson here. And I created like the most beautiful looking ebook that nobody saw, Mm. like nobody wanted it. I spent months of my time creating it. I was like, what is going on here? But I say that to say like, this was my, my first lesson in like online business and creating products was that, um, you have to survey your audience. Like you have to build what they want, not what you think they want. And this was, um, this was what kind of led me down this experiment of finding a, a product and a pain. And more specifically, I was looking for a problem that I could solve. So long story short, I ended up writing a, a post on that site um, just for fun, really. I was teaching my daughter how to tie her shoes. She was, I think, six years old at the time. And Pat, you've probably been through this. Like teaching a kid to tie their shoes is like, incredibly hard is it not uh that's why we have velcro shoes in this household yeah like you don't realize how hard it is to teach this like we forget we're just so used to it right the rabbit ears around the loop and or the snake through the whole whatever oh I mean, it's just, yeah i know i started sitting down with my daughter and like going through all these steps and i was like this is impossible how did i ever learn this right <laughs> so i ended up like you know doing some research on these different methods and i found this magic fingers technique online i tried it with my daughter and she literally tied her shoes in like five minutes from teaching this. I was like, no way. Like, this is crazy. I want that resource, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so on, um, I wrote a post called like how to teach your child how to tie their shoes in five minutes. And I was like, you know, if anything, grandma and grandpa will think this is cute. I did a little video of her tying her shoes, walked through the steps. And I was kind of really into like looking for content then. And I was like, this could be helpful, right? You know, maybe a few parents struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing like took off, it like went viral and today, if you go, you know, on that on that page, which, you know, you can link it up in, in the show notes or whatever, mm. it's got like half a million shares what? and just like craziness. Right. And it still continues every single school year. There's a huge spike in traffic because people are searching for how to teach their kids to tie shoes before they go to, you know, their school. And it's like life changing stuff. So many people in the comments are like, you've changed my kid's life. You know, they're nine years old and we've never been able to teach them. And now they went with confidence into their class. And it was like, Wow. That's so cool. That's cool. I found the post. Uh, it was written August 25th or published uh, August 25th, 2015. Yep. Or wait, wait. It shouldn't be 2015. Or no, sorry. No, 2012. Okay. I was like, wow, so, uh, how did I write that in the future? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my first like traction post. And so I spent the time to kind of research, like, why did this do so well? And what I found was it solved a problem, like a very specific problem for people. And unlike my ebook, it didn't solve any problem. It was like, um, gosh, it was like a time management, you know, ebook. And I was trying to sell it for 39 bucks. It was like, you know, people can just find that information online or whatever. But this was a very specific problem and people could relate to it. So that's what I started looking for in terms of product creation. And then, and I'm sorry if this is kind of a long, long story. No, this about, is all perfect. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate and you know, I, lo- I love the origin stories like this. So keep going, please. Okay, cool. So I was just doing my, you know, research, writing posts, because I knew like this probably wasn't going to be my end game, but there's a big lesson to be learned in just like doing something, like just to take action because it's like through the action is, is where you learn stuff. So I kept writing blog posts. I was writing like three blog posts a week then. And I had heard from you, I think it was, that you were using Scrivener for, was it Let Go? Did you use Scrivener for a bit for that? I did use Scrivener. For those of you out there who don't know what that is, that is a tool to help authors create you know, their books. And it sort of organizes things for you. And uh, I was using that through, I think, a recommendation from... Gosh, I don't, I don't even remember exactly, but it, it's a hard tool to get kind of get used to. I mean, there is a tutorial that sort of takes you through how to use the tool when you go into it. But it, once you learn how to use it, it's fantastic. I mean, it just made writing let go so much easier. Awesome. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I found, too. I I'd heard that you were using it. And so I was like, OK, Pat's using this. I'm going to check it out because I'm like a, I'm a geek that way with like, you know, the new tools and the apps and all that. So of course I downloaded it and I found the same thing. I was like, this is kind of hard. And like, I'm the kind of guy who likes to play around and learn things for fun. And this one was like difficult. I did the online tutorial, which that alone like took hours to get through. Yeah, it was like two hours, I think. Yeah. I was like, who's got time for that? Right. So I did it in pieces. I did end up learning it and you're right. Like it, it is life changing as far as how much you can organize and move your content around. And it's crazy. So I was using it to write all my blog posts. And I started another blog then, you know, for um, uh, other things. I started kind of quite a few things. I, I was like the take a shower and you get a new idea and register a domain name guy too. Yeah, yeah. And then you get back in the shower because you weren't finished yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you got to do it because somebody else could get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, I was using it to to write all my blog posts, you know, to write to write these eBooks that nobody was reading. And I love the tool. And it's kind of like that, that when you have a new car, you know, all of a sudden you see that model car everywhere. So I was like every post written about Scrivener caught my eye because it was like, yeah, you know, I I love this thing, too. And it was a post that that Michael Hyatt did. You might remember this one where he wrote like five reasons why he switched to Scrivener for all of his writing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, sweet. Michael Hyatt's using Scrivener. Okay, like I feel really validated now. And he mentioned about using it for blog posts and things like that. So I remember clearly like sitting in a coffee shop and scrolling down through the comments and there was like hundreds of comments of people echoing the same thing that you and I just said. Like, I love Scrivener too, but man, that learning curve was tough. And other people had said, yeah, you know, I gave up on Scrivener. I, I tried it. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, same thing over and over and over again. And I was like, man, okay, everybody really struggles with this. And, you know, there's, there's a few YouTube tutorials on it too and stuff like that. You know, some okay, nothing really organized. And I remember Hyatt somewhere in the post, they were talking about, you know, if, if there was a, a course on this thing, I would buy that today. And people were like, yeah, you know, there, there really isn't, you know, there's this book and there's Scrivener for Dummies and yada, yada. And I was like, wait a minute, there's really no, you know, no course for this. I checked like lynda.com, you know, like nothing on there. I was like, wow. Okay. So I was like, here's a pain. 
I'm pretty passionate about the software already. Like I use it. I like it. And I had a background in training for my day job. So I felt like I could teach pretty well. And so it was like this second light bulb moment was like, hey, I wonder if I could create that course, you know, like maybe in a couple weekends. Like I was really naive then. I mean, it took eight year or eight, uh, eight months to create something that was finally kind of ready for me to put out to the market. Mm-hmm. But I just started and I started getting feedback from other users. Uh, I first started on Twitter like finding people who are talking about Scrivener's, a lot of people actually, I was blown away by the amount of people who were talking about it. And people were really passionate about spreading like the Twitter gospel. Like people are obsessed with the software. Like there's people that are, like tweet things. One of my favorites is this one person who tweeted like, I love Scrivener so much. I want to have its adorable organized babies. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Okay. So like my initial thought was, well, what if people could in the same sentence talk about Scrivener and then also recommend like a resource for people to learn it? Because that's the second most talked about thing is like that learning curve. Mm. Um, so that's in a nutshell how I started making Learn Scrivener Fast. And so when when was it launched? Uh, it was launched just this January, January 2014. January 2014. And how's it been going? It's been going amazing. Like... I was uh, I was so afraid to charge any money for it at first, so I just was giving it away. What I did was actually just put up a Gumroad page in the beginning, nice. and I, I did a, a free coupon code because this is how afraid to charge money I was. Like I put a free coupon code. I put like it was thirty nine dollars then. Put a free coupon code for you know hundred percent off, and I would talk you know get in these conversations on Twitter. Anybody who's mentioning it, I'm like oh hey you know I'm looking for feedback on this new Scrivener course, you know, I'm developing, here's a free coupon code. And they would go in and, you know, give me feedback. I'm like, this is amazing. Like you definitely should charge double for this, what you're going to charge. And I just kept getting any, you know, people were saying, could you add this? Could you add that? And so today, like it's completely like quadrupled my day job income. Um, been working from home, like doing conferences and it's just crazy and people just flooding my inbox every day with like, thank you for making this. Like you literally got me f- to, f- you know, finish my work in progress. I've gone on to publish, you know, such and such a books. And it's just crazy to think it all started with just paying attention. Like I tell people all the time, like read the comments on blog posts. That's where a lot of the meat is. You're going to find a lot of gold there with people's, you know, real language, what they're saying and look for specific problems that you can solve. That's amazing. This is this is so cool. Now you've been featured on sites like Jeff Goins and Michael Hyatt and all these other people who have author platforms. And uh, that just is lining up perfectly for what you have to offer. Like, how awesome is that? Yeah, absolutely. Like I that's it was kind of my original idea was, okay, I'm going to build this thing. And then I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to bring it to Michael Hyatt, who said he wanted a course for it. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just interacting on Twitter, there was a moment where um Michael actually asked a question and I was able to answer it, you know, with something. It wasn't like, this is a big lesson for people on Twitter is it's that, it's that constant conversation and adding value for people. And you say that all the time. And I think that's where I first learned it, which thank you, by the way, because sure. it takes, it takes patience. You know, it's not like you just jump on Twitter or jump on Facebook and just blab, blab, blab about your product. It's adding value. And then all of a sudden when somebody asks you a question, now you have this open door and I literally built the whole business on Twitter just from interacting with people and, and helpful and sharing links and things like that. So there came a point where 
I finally um, got to help Michael Hyatt with something and he was able to go through the course and he, you know, first tweeted about the course and was like, this is really well done. And that just immediately opened up a whole new set of opportunities. Um, you know, I had people emailing me all of a sudden and sales shot through the roof. And I was like, wow, I, you know, I, I really got a taste of how much influence and trust matters online. Mm. And so it was kind of my idea then to, you know, partner up with people who already had the audience that I wanted and, you know, doing these joint ventures. So I've done a lot of webinars lately, partnering with people who have this exact audience that uh, are the people that I can help. And that's like extremely um, shot me to the front of the line. Like it, it reminds me of like those amusement park, like front of the line passes. <laughs> fast like, fast is, pass at Disney. Yeah, World. like the fast pass. Like if you want to get to the front of the line, I know no quicker way than then, well, first creating a product that people need and love, like that's, that's number one, it's got to be a good thing. And then partnering with people who already have that target audience. And it's like, a, it's like a win, win, win. So it was totally like a dream come true for me to see what you've always talked about, like help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want in the end. I think it's that famous Zig Ziglar quote, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really cool that, I mean, this is a prime example of somebody creating a product with the community's needs in mind and that that word community is very important because like you said a lot of people were already talking about this in a cult-like fashion and here you are able to provide a solution um do you find that that is all you needed to create this particular product for this particular uh set of customers or 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 community members who then sort sort of shared it for you because it was just so great or were there any sort of things you did in the beginning to help market it yeah. So that was kind of like phase two, like phase one was, it was just word of mouth. Like it was, it was helping a lot. And I remember asking a lot of people who were further along than me, like, um, you know, Brett Kelly with his Evernote essentials, like, you know, I got to talk with him and like, Hey, what are some tips on, cause he was, was kind of a similar model with, right. you know, creating, um, a product around a, another product already. And so, uh, affiliates was a big deal. Like I know a lot of people recommended like, oh, if you had an affiliate program and a lot of people were asking me for that too. Like, do you have an affiliate program? Cause I would love to recommend this. And I was like, well, okay, well that's easy. So I ended up, um, you know, getting an affiliate program and then people were sharing it just naturally. And then I started, I kind of considered like this last year as like I stopped building cause I have the potential to just keep tweaking like things to death. Right. Um, right. It's like that perfectionism type thing. And in fact, that was a lesson I learned early on too, was like, if you can just think of everything, like you can go back later and upgrade it. Like same thing with when I was making the tutorial videos for the course in the beginning, like I went through the same thing everybody else does. You know, you hate hearing your voice, you know, you hate watching yourself on camera, like all those things. And it was like, okay, just get through it, put this out there. I can always go back and fix it later. And I'm so glad I did that because like I would have still been working on those and <laughs> they would have never gotten out there. And today I've never gone back and changed some of those early videos as mm-hmm. much as they pain me. <laughs> but people comment constantly. Like, I love the quality of your videos. I love the quality of your audio. And you know, that really matters. And it's like, wow, really? Okay. So, you know, we are our worst critic. Um, so just get it out there. You have to ship it. But I considered this last year, like this year of promotion. So no more tweaking, no more like adding, it was just going to promote. And so I was learning a lot about how to do that. Twitter obviously is my like first love as far as that's where like my people were. But then, um, more recently the, the webinars and I did, I've been experimenting with some, some Facebook ads, which has worked really well, but nothing has really worked as good as webinars, especially for like a teaching product. Mm. 
because like I said, we can, we can join up with, you know, for instance, I did a webinar with Joanna Penn lately. She's got a really big like self-publishing audience and it's just like triple value everywhere. Like, so I get on a webinar and, you know, we have 900 people on there who are all interested in learning Scrivener because it's such a big pain. And I give them 45 minutes of solid stuff they can use like right away. Then it's a quick, Hey, by the way, if you want more, you know, here's this really, really deep hand-holding course for you. Love that. And then, of course, there's a whole new level of people that are inside and you're exposed to the affiliate program. And it's just really kind of grown organically that way. That's serious. How many people have gone through the course so far, if you don't mind me asking? So, yeah, sure. We just hit over 3,000 people that have gone through it. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And then a couple, uh, I think it was like last month, we um, were able to get the product on AppSumo which was really cool. So we got a thousand new customers from that. Um, so it's, it's been fun. And then it's, it's gotten easier now. Like in the beginning, it was really hard to get your name out there, but you know, mm-hmm. as, as you build the credibility and you do more partnerships with influencers, like then all of a sudden it becomes rather easy. Um, I got to the point where I was juggling day job and this on the side. And it was like, I couldn't do the webinars. I was racing home on my lunch break to try to do a webinar really quick. And oh, then wow. I would like fly back to work. And then, um, you know, it was scary though. Cause like all I've ever known is the day job, like right. that security and, and you're not working there anymore. I'm not. So I, I quit my day job just two months ago. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That Good was, it was like a dream come true. And so I want you to hear this everybody. So, you know, Joseph quit his day job. He's built a successful product, but you just mentioned that you have 3000 customers and you know, in the grand scheme of things, that that's actually not that very many people, you know, in this entire world but you are providing a product that is helping provide value and you're getting paid for it, you don't have to build something that changes the entire world. I mean, it would be awesome if you could, but you're changing the world of the author who is struggling on Scrivener and that makes a difference and that can help do what exactly you're doing now. You've quit your job, you're able to, I'm assuming, spend more time at home with the family um, and you're making good money. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's crazy. There's this quote from, um, Lewis Schiff from that business brilliant book, which is great. I just read by the way. And he says, um, like he did a survey of what most like wealthy people say compared to maybe just the middle class. And the difference is like the, the wealthy, they take an ordinary idea and the difference is they just, they, uh, they execute on it exceptionally well. Whereas like the, the middle class have this mindset of where, they think they have to have this brilliant, like life-changing idea and that they're just waiting for that to kind of fall out of the sky and hit them and then they'll make it. Right. And it's like, really, we just, these ordinary ideas, like there's just, there was a need, there was a pain and it's, it's the execution of it that really matters. So it's like those eight months of trying to find time to, to build a course, to make it high quality all in your spare time. Like that was the hard part. And it's amazing because it, the, the passive income thing really is real. Like I was skeptical for a long time. I was like, could this really work? And then it's like all of a sudden you see, you put the time in, you build something. And then, you know, it's funny. And like my wife and I joke about, we'll be at lunch and we'll come out and I'll check my email. And it's like, oh, there's lunch for the next week just paid for while we were having lunch. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's finding those small margins where you can fit stuff in, where you can create stuff. Um, I tell people all the time because they always say, well, I don't have time. I've got, you know, a day job and then I've got a family. And it's like, I had all those things like a full-time day job. I had a wife and kids, um, zero time, but I had a lunch break. And so it's like, I knew I could use that hour to do something. So I would literally go in my car during lunch breaks 
and bring my laptop with a cheap little blue snowflake microphone. <laughs> now we're like, you know, bring some pillows if I needed to add some extra, um, you know, sound buffering. Right, right. And I would sit there and record, you know, tutorial videos and just one at a time. So Love it's like that. you can find the time, I think, if you're if you're serious with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing lunch hour, you know, back when I first started out, lunch hour for me was was huge because I was sometimes the only time I had during the day. Uh, and of course, I also sacrificed a lot of sleep too. But whatever you need to do, right. if you really want it, you're going to do it. And one question, I have a few questions sort of going back to the actual product that you have, mm-hmm. Scrivener, um, you know, learn Scrivener fast. So here you are getting ideas for this product and, you know, you, you call yourself the Scrivener coach. Were there any doubts in your mind in terms of becoming that person, the coach for a product that you sort of just started using? Oh yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a fantastic question because that's a huge mental mindset that you have to overcome. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Andy Traub, he kind of challenged me on this in the beginning because, uh, love Andy. Andy's great. Like he's, he's a brilliant guy and he's full of ideas. He was like, he was telling me in the beginning, he's like, you're going to be known as the Scrivener coach. And he's like, you're going to be the world's greatest Scrivener coach. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, I, n- I never really saw myself in that, that position as I, you know, I have this efficiency blog over here. Like I thought that was going to kind of take off. And he was like, eh, too bad. Like you found a problem you're solving for people, you know, jump on this. And he was like, is anybody else teaching Scrivener at the level you are? I was like, well, no. He's like, well, then you're the world's greatest Scrivener coach. <laughs> and he's like, just own it. Like you're helping people. Um, and so it was a really big mental block that I had to get over and was like, well, I'm not an expert, but this whole idea of expert, you know, it really is just, you know, a little bit more than the average person. And it was like, I could research things like crazy. Like I always knew that was a gift that I had. Like I could really research and I was resourceful and it used to bother me and back in the day because I was always like, well, great. What am I supposed to do with that? Like my gift is resourcefulness, like whoopee. Um, <laughs> I was like always kind of mad at my gift or whatever. And I finally found a way to like research something and teach it and put it out in a way that was helpful for people. And not only that, but like my perfectionism without letting that hold you back too much. But I really do believe that the quality matters and then the way your stuff looks matter. And like as much as we don't want to believe that online, like looks really do matter. Uh, online. So you want to make it look like you've got a million dollar product, even if it's, you know, you don't. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time investing in that in the beginning. Um, but that was the first hurdle I had to get over was, okay, uh, I was even afraid on on webinars in the beginning of like, well, what if somebody asks me a question about Scrivener and I don't know it? Like, you know, because I'm still learning it as we go too. But I've learned that just the transparency and the realness with people is like, hey, if you don't know the answer, you just, I would tell them like, well, that's a good question. I'm going to research that for you and I'll, we'll get back to you. And I'd even tell people like, I don't have it all figured out. In fact, I'll go back and watch some of my own video tutorials when I get to a point in Scrivener that I forgot how to do. And people love that. I was afraid to say that live one time. And I got so many emails from people saying, I loved how you were just real. And you said like, you go back and watch your own videos. Like it made us feel like you were a real person. And that's cool. And so it was like, in the beginning, I was always trying to pose as this expert know-it-all. And that was part of my whole, like, coming out with my real name thing was like, there's this mask we wear in the beginning, like, whether it's we're afraid of failure, we don't want people to know the real us. And, um, and that's, it's really hard to let go of, even for me, like two years later, after having a successful business now, like, I'm still had this mask of like, 
well, kind of like my name got away from me and like Joseph Michael was out there on all these websites. I was like, maybe we should just keep it. But it's like, you know what? No, like we just want to be real. I'm like, and I'm, as I'm teaching people this now and a lot of the clients that I coach now with product creation, uh, these are the kind of things I tell them. And so things that I would do differently in the beginning, you know, all those kind of things that people always ask. Yeah, that was one thing I struggled with with Green Exam Academy back in 2008 when I was writing my ebook. I was like, why would people want to buy this ebook? And I was also wondering, you know, how would, can people, how would people consider me the expert when I still have to look up a lot of the answers to questions myself too? But like you said, if you are just that person who becomes the place where you can find those questions, whether you know those questions off the top of your head or the answers to those questions off the top of your head or not, but you become that resource as long as you see yourself as the resource yes. that will provide those, those, those answers at some point, uh, then that's, that's all you need. And like you said, you just have to be a little bit more knowledgeable than the average person. For ha- to, to have people be o- okay with learning from you, but also being willing to, to pay for that time and access to you as well. Yeah, very well said. I love the idea of like a coach, which was kind of my reason why I chose that. Like I had coaches, you know, in high school, that kind of were life-changing for me. And so it was like, I liked the idea of a coach. Like they didn't have to know it all. Like they screwed up sometimes. They would yell at us players sometimes. And, but it was like a coach is somebody who's like invested in you, who's going to help you along the way. And so I think even just that kind of branding really helped people get like a sense of, yeah, you know, I can do this. I have a coach behind me now. Yeah, that's that's super sweet. Now the question I have, and I think a lot of people after listening to this are going to look at and to see what, perhaps software they use or programs they are a part of that they could provide more help uh, with. Now, the thing is, you know, it's a little bit scary sort of building a business on the back of another business. Have you considered that um, in terms of the longevity of what you're doing? And yeah, let's start with that question because I have a few other follow-up questions related to that. Sure. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was like just this whim kind of thing. Like I honestly... And maybe it was just a lack of confidence in the beginning. Like I never really believed anything was going to totally take off. But I was like, if I could always help just a few people, then I thought it would be worth it. Like I always have this teacher's heart that I like to help people. So I had no idea it would get to the massive state it is now. And so when it started to really take off, I remember emailing the the folks who created Scrivener. Their literature and latte is a company that, that created Scrivener. And I remember hearing your story, Pat, specifically about the Greens Out Academy, like the horror stories about having to change your domain name and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, I don't want that to happen. I better, you know, check with them. So before I ever launched it publicly, I sent an email, sent them obviously a pass to go through the course and, you know, just said like, I really want to represent your product well. Like that's my intention here. I love your product. Um, I've created something I think can be really valuable. And I think I got I got lucky that they're such a great organization and they had nothing but, you know, favorable stuff to say. They say, we, you know, we love what you're doing. Um, we've always meant to get a, a training program ourselves, but we've just been so busy developing that we haven't had time to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they really encouraged me and they also gave me some great feedback of like, I think your course would benefit from having, you know, this, this and this in it. And, you know, think wow. about wording this this way. And I was like, wow, you did get lucky because <laughs> I know a lot of companies aren't going to be that, that friendly with somebody yeah. who is going to be, you know, making money off, off of their, their product and using their domain name. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think it's just really a case by case basis. Uh, I think I got lucky with Scrivener. It's, they're a lot, you know, smaller. Like they had this dream of kind of helping writers, and it's one of the reasons why, if you go look at Scrivener, it's like forty dollars. It's like they could have charged three times that much for the value, but they they wanted to keep it affordable for writers. And 
so right off the bat, like I wanted to make sure because then I was going at ScrivenerCoach.com and I was like, you, you know, you're okay with Scrivener being in the name and all that. And it ended up, it works out pretty well now because I think, you know, I drive a lot of business to them and I help people learn their product better. And so it's like, it, it's kind of a win-win. They let me use their, their name. I drive a lot of people to their product and help it use it better, which creates more and more raving fans. And so in our situation, I got really, really blessed there. But yeah. I would definitely say before spending too much time, like make sure you you send that email, you know, get that in stone or get that in writing before you, you know, put a whole bunch of time in it. Yeah, I mean, that company that you're working with should talk to the company that I work with for Green Exam Academy <laughs> because for those of you who don't know or you might not remember, I had to change my domain name from inthelead.com, L-E-E-D, which was a trademark uh, that the United States Green Building Council was using for their program and their exam, I had to change it. And, you know, it, it was tough. You know, so it was actually one of the moments in my life where I wanted to just totally quit because I didn't feel like I could handle, you know, real business. So that was the f- really first test for me. Um, I thought I was getting sued. But anyway, it was just the trademark. And I, I switched the domain name. I did a 301 permanent redirect. So everything worked out. I kept the traffic and the rankings. But, you know, with that domain name, I was helping everybody get comfortable with taking the exam and spending more money with them. And if only they understood that, uh, you know, I think perhaps they would have been more open, but you know, they had other things to focus on and, you know, didn't even consider that. So anyway, you got really lucky. I think everybody out there should absolutely do their research beforehand. And, you know, we, we see products out there that train people to use other, other things like, you know, Facebook training products, for example, and they all have FB in the mm-hmm. domain name, you know, or WordPress WP. Uh, so there are quote workarounds, but it's still a little bit, a little bit dangerous, you know? Uh, so you got to, like you said, get things in writing if you can, or perhaps be able to, I know some companies license the ability to use their trademarks mm-hmm. as well. Uh, this reminds me of another podcast episode that uh, was an, ep- it was Matt Donnelly in episode 132. He built a business helping people use SketchUp which is a uh, sort of a visual, you know, 3D visual creation tool uh, that that um, is awesome. And I actually use that in architecture as well. So, you know, this is a very similar story and he was able to get blessings from uh, SketchUp as well. Uh, but that's not always the case. I know a lot of people who have created products on, for example, how to sell on eBay who have been completely shut down because eBay is really, really, you know, strict with how people use their domain name and trademark and things like that. But anyway, let, let's keep going. Let's talk about your course specifically, because it sounds like from just the conversation we had here, people love the course and people are happy to share it. Even the people over at Scrivener love it. Michael Hyatt loves it. Why do people love it so much? What about your course do people like? Tell us exactly what they say and what have you done to create it that way? Sure. So I found a place, like I said, where my my attention to detail or being anal kind of pays off. And I didn't realize that until in the beginning I wanted to stand out and visual is one of the things that you can really do that. Like I said earlier, people are visual, you know, they, they judge things by the way they look, especially products and things like that. I bought about five or six different courses from different niches in the beginning, which was hard then when you're pinching pennies and trying to explain to your wife why you're spending a few hundred dollars on different courses to help you create yours, which you don't know is going to work, by the way. So, but I did that because I wanted to see how people built their courses, what people liked about them, and just kind of pick things out that were, that were good, things that I think I could improve on. And I'm so glad I did that because I found things that, that I liked 
that, that were helpful, the flow made sense, and others that were just like, okay, this is kind of confusing. And then I spent some time researching learning styles. And this always surprises people, but it's kind of common sense to me where it's like, if I'm teaching something, I want to make sure that people get it. So it only makes sense to study learning styles and study the different ways people get information. So visual and then, you know, auditory and, and then the actual learning part of it too, they all have to go together. And so what I did on top of that was I looked at the recent studies of attention spans too, which are pretty crazy, by the way. I think we're officially at eight seconds, which is our attention span now, <laughs> right, right under the, the goldfish at nine seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fantastic. But I think a lot of that is due to our culture and our media and like YouTube. The average YouTube video is, is 2.7 seconds that people watch. And so I took that information and thought, well, this is in a course. So it's really no different from people watching videos for entertainment or watching for learning. We have to make it an experience that they want to be a part of. So I decided to break the course down into really like bite-sized pieces, like two to three minute videos. Instead of doing like, okay, we have five or six hour long tutorials on how to use Grimmer. Like that would be overwhelming. I wouldn't want to go through that. And that's what I didn't like about the tutorial that interactive one that came with. It took hours just to go through it. So with this massive program, my thought was, how can I break this down into manageable chunks to where people feel like they're making progress and it's not intimidating? And I found the way to do that was to chunk it out. So I have a module in the course called like step-by-step basics. And this has, you know, like 30 or like 30 training units, but each unit has a video and it's about a specific topic and it's only like two or three minutes. And it's, it's manageable. And so you can go to the next unit. And so you can do whatever you have time for. And people have told me, like, I love your videos. Like, they're kind of addicting. I have to keep going through them. I like that. You know, if, if I have a couple, if I have an hour or lunch break, I can go through and get a lot of them done. Or you can take a whole afternoon, block it out, and pretty much go through the whole thing. It's kind of up to you. And then the other thing I did, which I spent a, quite a few extra months doing, is I thought about things in the way that I wish I would have had this, you know, when I was going through it which like I'm a really visual learner and sometimes I don't really want to sit down and watch a whole video, but I just want to see the steps again. And I always love blog posts that you do or a lot of people do, but they add screenshots and things like that. That's really helpful to me. So I thought, well, let's break down each video that I go through. And I added step-by-step screenshots of each step with annotations, you know, and arrows pointing of and highlighting things that, that we're calling attention to throughout. And so I've done that for each unit as well. And so if, if you don't have time to watch a video, you can just jump in there and scroll down through the screenshots and see click by click how to accomplish a certain thing. Mm, that's super cool. That's that's sort of a step up beyond just ripping the text from the video and just transcribing it. Yeah, it's like, you know, I need to I need to see it. And the other thing that we're always in competition with is people competing against each other. You know, like how can we stand out? What's going to be the thing that you're going to do that's the extra mile that other people aren't willing to do? And I think that's that's huge. You've got to think of, you always say, your unfair advantage. And I knew that I could create over-the-top training. Like, I knew I could have really high video quality. I knew my production quality could be really good because I geek out on that stuff. And I do that stuff for fun anyway. So I was like, I was the guy who was always making the family videos and, you know, slideshows and all that. So it's like, well, let's just take that same concept, bring it into training And the hard part was in the beginning, you don't know if all this time you're spending is, is going to pay off. Like that's a really hard mental thing too. Cause if like the first, first six months of building this thing, it was like a roller coaster. Like I'd be all high one day, like this is going to be awesome. And the very next day I'd be like, this is trash. 
I'm going to quit. Like I'm spending all this time on something. Nobody might even look at it, you know, and you're sacrificing all these things. And then like the next day you wake up and you're gung ho again. It's crazy. That roller coaster. Mm -hmm. But you really have to just kind of dive deep. And I, I just believed that this could be helpful. And it was like six months of no feedback except my own belief. And of course, my wife, who was, you know, of course, supportive. Thank God for that, because that really does make a big difference. But um, I was going somewhere with that. And it, it was to say that these mental hurdles, like you've got to just you've got to bust through them. And of course, get feedback as quick as you can. One of the things I tell people now, there's an excellent book. Um, what is it? The Seven Day Startup that I just read by Dan Norris, I believe, WP Curve. Mm-hmm. And it's about like, you learn the second you launch. So the quicker you get something out there, that's when you actually start to learn. And that's when you can go and revise and add the stuff that people actually want. So actually, if I could go back, I wouldn't have taken that full six months. I would have gotten something out quicker. But that's, um, that was a hard, that was a hard journey those first six months. But once you start getting feedback, then it totally feeds you. People are loving it. You're like, yeah, okay, I can do this. And everybody was loving the attention to detail, the extra things I put in there. So that's what I tell people all the time is study your audience. If it's an overwhelming thing, how can you break it down? And somebody told me early on as well, like never underestimate the amount of handholding that people want. Sometimes we think we're going to insult them by being too basic or we want to show off our knowledge maybe, but it's actually the opposite. Like the more step-by-step, like if you look at something like, can I break this down even further? People actually want that. They want to not think. It's actually part of my sales copy now on my sales page is like, we take the thinking out of it to where you don't have to think. You can just watch the video. We'll show you click by click what to do. And people love it. That's cool. Where do you draw the line between, like you said, you said if, if you can go back in the time, you know, you wouldn't wait six months, you would launch it sooner. You know, I, I understand that lean startup methodology where, mm-hmm. you know, you come out with a minimum viable product and then sort of get feedback and improve it from there. Where do you draw the line between that and launching it early versus making it great and actually have some quality into it? Oh man, that's, that's the tough part right there, especially for somebody like me who like, I struggle with this now. And I can relate to some of the things that, that you've said about you're writing your blog post now and you've come to this, this peak of quality that people expect from you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that's hard. Like now I have this quality expectation, like with my next thing and I'm struggling with, okay, I, I want to have it be this certain amount of quality, but right off the bat, the MVP is not going to be that. So I think what it really comes down to is you want some value to be there. So the second that you have some value, um, put it out there. And for me, what that looks like is maybe it's one module and I had planned to put six in it. And so whether that's one module and attach a price to it, and honestly, the price doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as it's within range, but those things are flexible and too many people get caught up on, I've got to have the pricing just right in the model and I've got to have the three tiers and you know, it's, it's not really necessary. I started out with a simple Gumroad link. I uploaded a PDF with literally a link. I didn't have even membership software then. It was just a link that took you to the page. It was like hidden, like, yeah, somebody could have found it. <laughs> but I didn't let those kind of things stop me. I was like, I can always add those later. Let's first see if people are interested. So use Gumroad, you know, just get something up there have whatever's available that's quality. Like if you can make one really good module like and, and just spend time with that, then put it out there, see the feedback. Okay, then build the next good module. Uh, I think that's a good way to kind of go about that because I can't, I, I can't feel comfortable about sacrificing quality really, right. to, but quantity, I guess I can. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, one way I like to think about it is, you know, whenever we hear about MVP, you hear people say, you just want to put out something that's good, good enough, right? You know, it provides that value. It's, it solves that problem. Good enough. I like to sort of take it one notch up and say, you know, don't just make it good enough, but make it great enough. Yeah. Like it, it does what it needs to do, but there's also a little bit of extra that is unexpected. And I think that is where you truly get those raving fans, the people who become customers, who become loyal if you're sort of asking them to pay every month for something. And uh, so great enough, make it great enough if you're just starting out. Yeah, absolutely. Always look for those places where you can over deliver. Right. All right. Now, as we close, um, I have one more question uh, about your course. How are, how are you serving that content? What platforms are you using? Do you have any tips or tricks for, for that? Sure. So it's, it's built on WordPress. It's funny because I, I got to do a presentation on this at FinCon uh, just this last year, which we kind of talked about this a little bit, Pat, like la- the two, 2013 FinCon was my first ever conference, like first ever blogging conference. I mainly went because I wanted to meet you and shake your hand and say, like, you've inspired me and, and helped me. Which I, I remember, I remember at the, uh, the p- we, went, we had pizza, right? Yeah, the pizza place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was great. And I remember like hearing you talk and seeing like that was my first like thought of like I could do this. So anyway, this year I got to speak at FinCon, which was awesome because like a year's time and it's just built on like a WordPress course. I got to do this presentation and show people exactly how I, you know, built a do-it-yourself course. I don't know any code or programming language or anything like that. So everything I've done is kind of like a, a, a hack, so to speak. So I wanted to create something that was visually appealing. So instead of just using text links, for instance, I just created uh, images and linked them to text, like things like that in their buttons. And people always comment like, how did you, you know, create, is that some kind of, you know, special code? And it's like, no, it's actually an image. You could do it in Keynote (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, Photoshop. Like there's all these little, you know, tips and tricks to make your thing look good before you have money to invest in it. And it's, it's so... It's just a WordPress site, but using a, a plugin, which is one of my absolute favorites, Game Changer plugin. It's called uh, WP Courseware. And it's developed to where you can add modules and units. And on the back end, like in your WordPress site, it's just like drag and drop easy. So I tell people in the presentation, if you can write a blog post, you can create a course. Because it really is just like you're writing a blog post. And then you organize it into a module or a unit and you can change things up as you go. So for me, this was life changing because I have to have a framework first when I build something. And so I could kind of build the framework first and then plug in information and then rearrange it as I went. And it's only I think it's it's under one hundred dollars for the plugin. Yeah, I know the guys who who created it. um, They actually took one of my courses back in the day, which uh, is pretty cool. So WP Courseware, thank you for that recommendation. Um, I was hoping you would say it was something that people could sort of just plug and play and put into because I know that's what a lot of people are searching for. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, now, as we close, I, you briefly mentioned that you were doing something next, you know, your next thing. Uh, can you talk about what that is really quick or are you just, you know, are you sure. stick with Scrivener stuff? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't like to have all my eggs in one basket and I've always wanted to teach something um, in the, in the blogosphere or the, you know, the, the niche of, how we can help people create products, but I never wanted to be that guy that, that did that before having done it himself. Now I'm finally at the point where I've spent the last two years creating a product and it's gone over to do multiple six figures. 
and it's it's worked. Like I've followed a lot of advice, I've took a ton of research. And so now I'm to the point where I'm getting asked so many questions of, can you show me how you put this together? Can you show me how you've done this? And I'm excited to start teaching that because I've developed a framework that I believe works really well. It's not rocket science, but there is a system. Like there's a system for creation that you go by and there's a, there's a psychology behind the products. And so I'm bringing that in. I'm starting something new uh, called Product Creation Live. Dot com And I'm going to be going on live and teaching people tips and tricks and things I've learned about product creation and helping where I can. I'm going to have a special um, a special page just for the listeners of SPI. So if you can go to productcreationlive.com slash SPI, uh, we'll have a special gift for you there that's going to you know explain more about this. If you're looking to, for product creation, you have ideas and you want to just see the, the technical stuff. So it's, it's really going to be more of like a do-it-yourself thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you can outsource, but for the people bootstrapping in the beginning, like I didn't have the extra money to outsource anything. So it was all figuring out these hacks of how I can do it myself. And so I'm excited to share a lot of that. I've got to do a couple presentations on it and it's, you know, it's received really well. So I'm, I'm really pumped to share my knowledge and kind of branch out a little bit there. Nice. Super cool, man. Thank you for sharing that and, and for the special offer. I think that's really cool. And I think people will definitely appreciate that. Your stuff looks great. I'm so excited for you in the future. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We, we appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me, Pat. This was, this was one of my first goals I ever set was to be able to come <laughs> on your podcast and actually add some value and have a business. So thank you. That's awesome. So we're talking with Joseph Michael Nicoletti from LearnScrivenerFast.com, JosephMichael.net, and also that offer at ProductCreationLive.com slash SPI. Joseph, you rock. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Joseph Michael from Learn Scrivener Fast. A lot of amazing things going on. And he also mentioned that great deal for us. Uh, a giveaway at productcreationlive.com slash SPI. So I'll be excited to check that out too. And for those of you listening, if you want to get the show notes and all the links mentioned and all the resources mentioned in this particular episode, as always, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 142. And it'll all be right there. You can also head that way to leave a comment as well. Guys, I've, I've really been enjoying this podcast and I will continue to do it in the future for you. I know a lot of you have taken the information that I've shared here, the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people and, and have actually taken action with it. And I just love you for that. I, I'm so thankful that I have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning, but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too. I mean, we're all here to serve other people, I hope. Um, but... I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and and deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future, thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. Thank you so much. I think this was a wonderful way to start the new year, and you're going to hear more success stories like this from people outside of the online business, online marketing space. I have a ton of them in the bag for you. And finally, I just wanted to remind you, if you have a question for me, the best way to ask a question is to go to askpat.com, which will redirect you to my Ask Pat podcast on my page, and you'll be able to ask a question there and also listen to the other 250, at least at this point, other questions that I've already answered. Your question may be there already. And uh, that's another podcast that you can find on iTunes as well. About eight to 10 minutes per episode. It's one of my favorite things to do. Each week I go in and find five questions from the uh, number of voicemail questions that come in. 
and uh, I answer them on the show. So you might get featured on the show. And if you do, you get an Ask Pat t-shirt sent to you for free. So check that out. Again, that's askpat.com. Show notes for this episode can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 142. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you and have an amazing, happy new year. You know, obviously have a safe day, but this is the start. This is the beginning of the new year. Let's make it the best year ever. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.